Alright, welcome to another episode of White Collar Crimes. We show you the only color that truly matters in our criminal justice system is green. I'm Ryan Horn, your host. You know, college is a big step for many Americans, I'd say probably the majority of Americans. And it can be a really competitive thing for a lot of young folks fighting for a spot in a elite university, in an elite university, trying to get in and establish their future. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, from the time they're in grade school, prep for this and live for this day and strive to get in and do everything they can. But unfortunately, some of them in recent years have had a legitimate, probably well-earned, hard, hard-earned spot for taken from them from wealthier kids whose parents are willing to do bribery, forgery, cheating, whatever it takes to get their kids into these schools. And this was all brought to light just a few years ago in what the feds tagged Operation Varsity Blues. And probably most of you remember this scandal because it had a little bit of a celebrity touch. We had actresses Lori Laughlin and actress Felicity Huffman, and more on them later. Certainly weren't the only ones involved in this, but uh, they were certainly the most high-profile ones that came to light on this. And many wealthy parents, you know, really despite having every advantage in society anyway, are still willing to go to extreme and even illegal measures to get their children into these schools. And it's interesting now how sometimes there's people fighting so hard to get into certain schools when I just saw something it's been I would say last year sometime that more and more employers are not even caring where the degree comes from Uh, you know even even among jobs that require degrees it's just more of what you have and what all experience you have it's not so much where the school's at anymore that I guess is not really having as much impact as it has had in years past. But nonetheless, some of these elite, you know, Ivy League schools especially, parents uh, will do anything they can to get their kids in there. You know, the wealthy, let's face it, they have, you know, uh, a status and an image they have to keep up. And, you know, they have to keep up with the Joneses. And this includes competing with the Joneses' kids. So they'll do everything they can to keep this up. And, yeah, if that includes breaking the law to get their kids into elite schools, they will do just that. And such was the case in 2019 when this all did, this Operation Varsity Blues did come to light. And it was revealed all the way back in 2011 about 33 parents of high school students used bribery and fraud to get their kids into top universities. And at the center of this scam was a man by the name of William Rick Singer who himself had a little bit of a sketchy past. Um, It was revealed that he uh, oddly was not, you know, he had done some coaching and some things like that, not really overly successful. Uh, Classmates from school described him as a good BSer and a schmoozer. I think he went to a private school and the former headmaster said he was just one that was always looking to, you know, cut corners and take shortcuts and, you know, get maximum effort with minimum result, that kind of thing. And somehow he BS people enough into trusting him that he could get their kids into college and these elite colleges, you know, even though it was admittedly and openly fraudulent. For a fee, Singer would uh, 
do what he had to do to get these kids in these schools. That included cheating on SAT and ACT scores, you know, the entrance exams to get into colleges, as well as falsifying some sports credentials because many young people, athletic scholarships are a foot in the door to major universities. You know, I'd say there's a lot of youth out there that come from, you know, lower and working class backgrounds that probably would not have access to a good college education if not for the uh, scholarships that are available out there for them. And Mr. Singer was willing to falsify a youngster's sports credentials just to get them in these universities. You know, and remember, for every one that gets in fraudulent like fraudulently like that, there is one that gets passed over and doesn't get in. A deserving one, you know, that's worked hard that person's whole life they did to prepare and get ready and studied and got the grades, you know, did the extracurricular activities, did everything they could to legitimately beef up their resume only to be passed over by a another youngster whose parents were wealthy and not only were able to you know probably buy them every advantage that they could get in life but also willing to pay money to fraudulently do that and who in the end suffers the little guy just like is often the time the case in these white collar crime cases that's what happened here and you know many deserving students were not able to get at least into the top schools of their choices because of these type of scams. And, you know, at the forefront of it, like I said a little bit ago, we had actress Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman. Now, Laughlin, everybody knew her, uh, Lori Laughlin from the show Full House. She was Aunt Becky. But she had a pretty lengthy career despite that. You know, you got to go back to the 80s and, you know, 90s for that. But she had worked steadily in, you know, a lot of different projects. I think before all this came to light, she'd been pretty steadily involved in Hallmark movies and things like that. And she was also married to a very wealthy uh, designer. And her daughters were also very popular influences on YouTube and social media. You know, really pretty girls, shared fashion tips, uh, things of that sort. Really had a huge following, if I'm not mistaken. Probably millions followed her daughters on these networks. And her husband, like I said, Mosina Julie Giannulli, I think I'm pronouncing this correctly, they wanted to get their daughters into USC really badly because it was later reported that despite they were both very wealthy and successful, neither of them ever went to a university. And they wanted this really badly for their two children, which is really strange because When this all came about, there was a lot of footage of these girls uh, talking about, you know, not wanting to really care that much about school. The main reason they wanted to go was to party and tailgate and socialize and things like that. It didn't even have anything to do with actually uh, academic type things. And but yet they were willing, even though these, you know, two had every money and opportunity and every advantage in life and honestly probably didn't need college, you know, certainly not for the reason that millions of working and poor and middle class, you know, folks need this to get a leg up. I know, you know, it certainly provided me a, you know, climb a few rungs on the economic ladder, getting getting an education. But, you know, I came from a very uh, modest background where these girls did not, but their parents nonetheless were willing to break the law and do what they had to do. And that included getting one of their daughters on as a women's rowing athlete on the team 
scholarship for that, despite the fact that their daughters had no background or experience in that. They were willing to forge these credentials to get that in. And shortly after the attempt, they were, uh, they, they, after they did attempt this, they were charged and they quickly turned themselves into custody, both of them. Now, originally, Laughlin pled not guilty and she attempted to fight the charges. She uh, denied any wrongdoing and was going to fight this and, you know, hold out as long as she could. Well, when it was brought to light, I believe she was looking at the time, possibly like maybe 20 years in prison, you know, woman in her 50s realizes at this point, probably she's going to spend a good chunk of the rest of her life locked up. So she has a little bit of a change of heart and she decided to uh, finally take a plea, you know, after staring down the barrel of a long prison sentence. She agreed to plead guilty to wire and mail fraud, and her husband pled to similar charges. And she was sentenced to two months in federal prison, and he got uh, five months. He got longer for some reason. Uh, Laughlin did her time, and she was released back in December 2020, and serving a two-year parole period, which she should still be on, uh... So she should be on till at least the end of this year, December of 2022 here. But she did face some consequences from it. Uh, Hallmark yanked her contract from the show and, you know, some of the movies and things she had lined out to do. So, you know, it did cost her some work. Uh, I don't know of anything notable that she's been in of any, you know, of any note since this has all come about. Her daughters were kind of put in a holding pattern. They weren't kicked out of school, but they weren't allowed to withdraw either. Um, it's not been reported anything recently. I've seen what their status is, what those two are doing. Again, you know, college was not a big deal to them. They were making big money on, you know, influencing and having their parents' money, and it wasn't anything as far as career-wise. They, you know, the daughter admitted just wanted to go and party and have a good time and you know, the social scene of it. It was not a serious academic or, you know, improvement career-wise that these two were doing this. Their parents wanted this way much more than that. And how many times do we see that with a lot of things, with sports or you see the stage mom or, you know, maybe one that, you know, forces the kid to go into cheerleading like they did. And, you know, they, they, they try to live vicariously through their children. And that's exactly what these two did. And, Ended up costing them for a short while anyway, a little bit of their uh, freedom, but nonetheless, it did, uh, they did do some time for it, not much, but they did do some, but shortly after the attempt, you know, they did get arrested and do their time, and you know, like I said, she will be done with her parole period later on this year, should she successfully complete it, but the greed did cost her, like I said, you know, some work, and who knows if she'll ever bounce back or recover. You know, uh, a lot of things, Full House has been in the headlines lately. You had Bob Saget from the show pass away recently, and I know they had the reunion show. I don't know if it's still on or not. Honestly, I didn't like the show when it was on the first time, but uh, I know that was kind of popular when they did the little reboot and everything here, but who knows if that's an opportunity for her ever again. You know, her career might be ruined or at least won't be the same. Now, Felicity Huffman, she also came from a pretty privileged background, from what I was able to tell, um, and she became famous mainly, I think, for her role in the show Desperate Housewives. That's another show I've never watched, but uh, am quite familiar with it. And Huffman, she paid $15,000 for someone to pose as her daughter 
and to greatly improve upon her daughter's SAT or ACT score, which apparently wasn't that good, but paid somebody, some kid that was smart enough to get a really good score, which rebounded and would have gotten her daughter into the prestigious school of her choice. Shortly after this, Huffman was also arrested, and she was charged with conspiracy to commit mail fraud and uh, honest services fraud, which is a charge that means just exactly that. It's a fraud of some type of honest service, which, you know, getting into college would be just that. And she pled guilty to the honest services fraud and was only sentenced to 14 days in jail and about a year of parole. Uh, I think she probably got a little bit of a lighter sentence because I don't know that there was much money and fraud and things involved in getting her kid in, you know, probably didn't go to the lengths that Laughlin and her husband did. And also Laughlin, you know, fought it and as long as she could, you know, tried to remain difficult and, or I wouldn't say tried to remain difficult, but she made it probably more difficult for the prosecutors. And again, a lot of fraud that was involved in it, but, uh, nonetheless, she also did her time, you know, again, only 14 days, but she did did serve these, and of course, one year of parole, which at this point she's probably already served. But she was also fined thirty thousand dollars, which probably isn't that much to her. And she was ordered to complete two hundred and fifty hours of community service. Now that might be a little bit more humiliating for somebody like that to have to clean up trash on the highway, maybe wash some squad cars, you know, sweep and clean, you know, at the courthouse or the probation office, parole office, somewhere like that. That might be a little bit more. Uh, We've seen other celebrities that have had to do that. I remember the model Naomi Campbell some years back struck, uh, I believe, a driver or a staffer or somebody like that, and she got into some legal trouble. And I remember hearing that part of that was having to complete some uh, some public service works, what we call call it here, probation office in Illinois. But uh, most places also, I'd say, probably call it community service. And there's all kinds of different ways that it can be done. 250 hours is a pretty good chunk of it, a change, I would say, to have to do. But, uh, you know, had a lot of time and money probably to, you know, where she didn't have to miss work or anything like that. 250 hours of community service for a 9-to-5 working man or woman, that's a, that's a big sting there. That can really, you know, take a big chunk out of that person's wallet and well-being. But uh, that's what she got. And she did complete her sentence and return home. Now, her husband... Actor William H. Macy, pretty good actor, I think. Uh, He was never charged in anything, and I've never heard of any reports or speculation or anything indicating that he was involved in this. Uh, As far as their careers, Huffman, she's not really appeared in anything of note lately since this either. And it's hard to say, really, if this cost her work. I didn't hear at the time if she was under contract or anything like Laughlin was with Hallmark. But, uh, you know, we haven't seen her much. She's laid low and kept a low profile. Actually, both have kept fairly low profiles. When I looked, I haven't seen anything that William H. Macy's been involved in in much lately either. You know, he's famous for Fargo and a few other uh, roles out there. One really good that's not gotten a lot of attention in his career, but he was in a TV movie version, and I'd recommend anyone see it, and I can't remember the name of it right here off the top of my head, where he plays uh, Billy Porter. It was a man with cerebral palsy that was in Oregon, I believe it was, and he became the top salesman uh, 
for the Watkins Company, the J.R. Watkins Company. Went door to door and just, you know, very inspiring story. Did a really good job in that. Good actor. And, uh, again, he was never implicated in any wrongdoing, but, you know, he did probably have to suffer a little bit of bad press having been married to her. And I'm sure there are people out there that would probably speculate and wonder, well, you know, the old what did he know and when did he know it? You know, and uh, haven't heard much how that impacted, you know, Huffman's child. But nonetheless, it's probably humiliating to find out mom had to pay somebody $15,000 to show up and imitate you and take the uh, exam for you so you can get a little bit higher score than apparently what you did. But what about the students passed over? How many really hardworking, genuine, deserving students were passed over because of this scam? We'll never know, you know. Um, you know, to be fair, like I said, it just wasn't uh, Huffman and Laughlin and her husband. You know, there were at least 48 other parents that were involved and charged in this scam. And, you know, we don't obviously have time to, char- you know, take anything up on their charges or go into great detail about that. But this was widespread. And again, who were the ones that are able to do this and participate in it? The the wealthy in society, the elites, you know, you know the average working nine-to-five person that, you know, can't afford or can barely afford to send their child to school cannot pay somebody $15,000 to go take an exam in place of their kids. Or, you know, they can't pay good money to have somebody fabricate sports credentials or things like that. So... Only a small amount of elites can actually do this, and that's you know that's kind of the first definition that Sutherland came up with white collar crime that it's a crime of the truly elite and powerful. You know we've talked about this in the past. There's two schools of thought in white collar crime. Only the elites can do it, or you know it can pretty much be anybody that's doing a you know economic crime for financial gain. You know you can take your pick i'd say you know this crime certainly fits the first definition this is one that only the wealthy or elites would have the money and the resources to actually do now as far as springer and he went to great lengths to bs you know people paying him easy sometimes five you know fifteen thousand dollars a pop whatever but he would guarantee to get the kids in he would cheat he would bribe people to get test scores that he needed he would fabricate not just Laughlin's daughters, but he was known to use all kinds of Photoshop technology to Photoshop kids playing sports in high school that they never actually did and passing them off as awesome athletes that they were not. And they were, again, probably getting a, an athletic scholarship and a place on the team and getting into school, again, by passing over some deserving athlete and some student that much more deserved that than they did. And... For his role in that, he did also plead guilty to uh, conspiracy to commit money laundering, conspiracy to defraud the United States, and obstruction of justice. Now, I looked, and at press time here, he has not been sentenced that we are aware of. It They say, basically, he is, quote, cooperating with the feds. The investigation's still going on, so we could actually still see some more charges come from this. But he is facing a staggering 65 years in prison. And uh, this is a gentleman, I think, in his 50s, 60s, somewhere in that neighborhood there. So it's the rest of his life if he gets anywhere near that. Uh, Who knows if the feds will take it easy on him if he is cooperating. They tend to do those kind of things. But as we've seen with Laughlin and Huffman, you know, they got, as that saying goes, a slap on the wrist. Very minor, you know, punishment considering the money and resources and the fraud that 
went against them. Now, I did also see that uh, Laughlin and her husband are being sued by a group of Stanford undergrads saying that their actions have kind of devalued their degree, so to speak. And be interesting to see how that comes out, because like I say many times on here, folks, sometimes civil court and economic recourse is the only way people harmed by white-collar crimes can actually you know, get any type of uh, restitution out of the harm they've suffered. So, so if you're listening out there, our heart goes out to you. If you are one that has been screwed out of a good, you know, spot in a college or university, but uh, hang in there and try to find, you know, another route and, you know, hopefully your day and your justice will come. Well, we got some cool episodes coming up down the road and, uh, We'll be talking about uh, a lot of things coming up. We're going to be talking about some more type of uh, legal, judicial type of crimes. We'll be having some episodes coming up with uh, Greg Ulenchich and uh, Sarah Ferguson joining us again. And like I said, we always encourage you to support your local animal shelter. Be safe out there. Watch out for each other. Watch out for the fraudsters, those that are trying to take advantage of us. Uh, it's up to us to look out for each other. And on this show, we will try to report these type of crimes and show that, sadly, we have a two-tiered justice system in our country that uh, does, unfortunately, favor the wealthy and the elites. But uh, we will shine the light of truth and show that there's a lot more of this crime going on out there than any of us could have ever realized. So like us on Facebook. Uh, If you want to donate to us on the Anchor link, we certainly appreciate that. But most importantly, we appreciate you tuning in and listening to us. Uh, you can also keep up on my website, ryan-horn.com. I also provide voiceover services if you're in need of that. Again, we thank you for tuning in. God bless, and we will see you all next time.